When someone first comes in and you see that discouragement on their face, they've tried so many different products, but nothing seemed to work for them. I'm able to take that disappointment and that pain and turn it into hope. You're listening to Mallory, an art support specialist at the Goodfeet store. And they try the art supports. It's a light up moment. You see their face brighten up. They go from feeling discouraged to being happy and hopeful again. For over 25 years, the Goodfeet store and our art support specialist have been helping folks live the life they love without foot, knee, hip, or back pain getting in the way. That's why this job is so important. You're helping people, getting back into the activities that they've wanted to do for a long time, doing the things that they love to do with their Good Feet Art Supports. We're able to help them and take them from the pain to the possibilities, and I love it. The Good Feet Store is located in Fairfax, Leesburg, Rockville, Baltimore and Hunt Valley, and in Annapolis in the Annapolis Harbor Center. For more information, go to goodfeet.com. Hi, this is Cal Ripken Jr., and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter brought to you by Brewerton Ace Hardware, Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State, and our great, great friends over at Stanley Law Offices. Log on to StanleyLawOffices.com today. That's StanleyLawOffices.com. Don't forget, Stanley Law Offices, together, they'll work to get you the maximum award. Cannot wait to talk some New York sports with our next guest from 1010 Wins, New York City. It's Mark Ernay. Hey, Mark. I can't even remember the last time I talked to you, Michael. It's been... Way too long. Everything's good, I hope. Yep, everything's well. Hope the same on on your end. And and you know how it goes. You know, two months turns into six, and then a year goes by, and you obviously know. You know when you when you have a kid, time goes four times as fast. And uh, here we are. So I'm I'm having you on. So it's been a few. It's been it's been a while. Probably a couple of years, I think. Right. I've been waiting for the invitation to the uh, high school graduation, but I guess we have a little while. Here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's get out of the gate here. Will the Yankees make the playoffs? Will the Mets make the playoffs? Well, I'll tell you what. We might as well start with the Mets since they're in first place, albeit by the slimmest of margins now, a game and a half. It's as close as anybody's been to them since the week before Memorial Day, which is hard to believe. Um, I asked this question to somebody yesterday, and I think I agreed wholeheartedly with his answer, which was, it all depends what happens with Jacob DeGrom. If DeGrom yep. does come back in early September and can give the Mets what he gave them the beginning of the season, you know, even better than the Cy Young numbers that he put up a couple of years, then the Mets are going to the playoffs. Uh, to paraphrase Jim Fossil, the late, great Jim Fossil, they're going to the playoffs. Uh, how far they'll get in the playoffs is another story. If DeGrom doesn't come back, I think that road got exponentially more difficult. And we also need to see what happens. You know, Cookie Carrasco has looked pretty good in his couple of starts. Taiwan Walker has had now seven straight. This goes back to even before the All-Star game, Mike. Seven straight starts where he's failed to finish six innings. So I'm a little worried about Taiwan Walker maybe running out of gas, uh, having pitched way more innings than he did in the last two years already. And the rest of the rotation you know, is going to need some help. They need the offense to come through, and, and Michael Conforto is finally starting to look a little bit like Michael Conforto, but let's remember, there's not one guy in that lineup to this point who has done what he's supposed to do according to the back of his baseball card. Pete Alonso's hitting home runs, but not for average. 
Obviously, Francisco Lindor has been on the shelf. Javi Baez, a tremendous pickup. I think they needed him. They may have needed some other things, Mike, but I think Baez will prove to be a terrific pickup uh, along the lines of Ioannis Cespedes back in the World Series uh, year of 2015. Um, Long story short, although it's too late to make it short, but yes, the Mets will make the playoffs. Uh, As for the Yankees, as we speak, only two games out of a wild card now, and they've won seven of eight series. They've done a terrific job of bouncing back from that 14-0 shellacking at the hands of the Orioles last week. They've given it back to Baltimore the last two games, now putting up double-digit runs uh, in consecutive games for the first time all year. Uh, Their pitching is a little bit of a question mark, too, with Montgomery and Cole on the COVID list. We'll see how they're able to bounce back. Uh, But Luis Heal was a revelation in his Major League debut the other day. That start, he had six innings of scoreless ball. First Yankee since Sam Militello. You don't even remember Sam Militello (laughs) because you're too young. I saw Sam Militello's Major League debut in 1992 and didn't think much of it back then. But when you think it's been 29 years since somebody else could throw six shutout innings in his major league debut for the Yankees. It was pretty impressive. I was 13 um, in 92, man. Be careful. Okay, so maybe I was a teenager. Remember. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So maybe you do remember, yeah, I but do. I remember being at that game. I think it was on a Sunday. I wasn't afternoon. there, but yeah, yeah, I know the name. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I think, you know, they should listen, you know, Giancarlo Stanton is coming around. DJ LeMay, you had a big game last night. Uh, if he can start to look like the DJ LeMay, of the last couple of seasons, then obviously that is a big boost. Um, Aaron Judge has been strong at the plate for most of the year. And obviously the new guys coming in, you know, Anthony Rizzo has done something that no Yankee has had ever done, RBIs in six straight games. Uh, his first six games with the team, I thought that was an incredible stat. Joey Gallo hasn't done much, but you have to expect that at some point he'll come around. And so, yeah, I, I think the Yankees probably, I mean, they should make the playoffs. And would I bet money on it? I'm not so sure, but I, I would lean. If I was a betting man, I would lean toward the Yankees making the playoffs. What is the infatuation with Brett Gardner? I mean, look, I, 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 I respect him. The veteran, you know, he's hung in there. He grinds. He can still run like a, like a deer. Um, but, again, poor arm, shaking the outfield. He's getting up there. He looks lost at the plate most of the time. And they just sent down Greg Allen. I mean, what what is the Brett? I mean, they they just going to give this guy a 10-year contract and throw him in Monument Park? It's like he's got a lifetime deal, it's unbelievable. right? Unbelievable. What, what can he do wrong? Right. I, listen, he's, he's, he's probably, and again, you know, we don't know anymore because we haven't been in the clubhouse in two years, but he's a <laughs> yeah. great clubhouse guy, right? Yeah. He's, he's a tremendous influence. <laughs> It's not really funny, but it's, it's kind of funny. It's sad, but it's true, yeah, right? We yeah. haven't we haven't been, so we don't know what the interactions are like. But you have to imagine he was always a good guy in the clubhouse, so he's a tremendous uh, influence. Uh, he's one of Aaron Boone's savages, right? I mean, he is probably the chief of the savages, if you will, the savages in the box, even though his numbers don't show it. Uh, I think just for his steady presence i mean what would you do at this point you can't really make him a coach and have him stick around right i don't know what kind of impact that would have um you know aaron hicks isn't coming back anytime soon so far as we know and obviously if if he were healthy center field would be his greg allen uh, you know he's he's a nice guy to have but obviously they don't see him as as an everyday guy 
um, even though he does infuse that lineup with, you know, the speed and the small ball skills that so many in that Yankee batting order uh, seem to lack. But, yeah, as far as Brett Gardner goes, again, even with him having a fairly regular presence, they are, again, only two games out of a playoff spot. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm always, Mike, a proponent of if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So just, you know, let it be, I guess, until you have a better option. Now, it's interesting because I know Greg Allen isn't an everyday guy, but he's certainly at least an every-other-day guy and a pinch hitter and brings the speed and he's younger. Brett Gardner isn't an everyday guy, but he's in the lineup every single day. So it's, you know, it's one of those uh, one of those things I just kind of, I don't know, I've been waiting to kind of turn the page and see a lot of these youngsters for, for quite a while. And we've been talking about Estevan Florial for four years, five years. Um, you know, I just like to see these guys get more reps and get a chance. Mark Erne with us. The New York Sports Insider, uh, 1010 wins. Get him on Twitter at Mark Erne. Let's get to football. Jets expectations, Giants expectations, and we are close to the season, if you can believe it. Yeah, it's hard to believe. First uh, preseason game, they'll play each other uh, a week from Saturday, only nine days away. Um, I, I think the Jets may find themselves in another uphill climb. I, I think they should be better than two wins. I I would certainly expect they're better than two wins. Uh, Zach Wilson late into camp and, um, you know, will have growing pains. Undoubtedly, every Jet quarterback does. But, um, you know, is six wins out of the question? Seven, maybe? I don't think so. I, I think that's something they can certainly aspire to. And if you can win seven, why can't you win eight and make a run at one of these expanded wild card slots? As for the Giants, Mike, uh, you know, the, the thing you need to keep an eye on is uh, is the quarterback, right? What, what happens with Daniel Jones? Does he make the leap, if you will, to the next step? Does he does he progress to where they need him to be? What happens with the running game? How will Saquon Barkley bounce back after missing most of last year? What's the situation with the receiver core? Kenny Galladay pulled up lame in practice the other day. Not a good sight, um, but apparently he'll be okay. And what about the defense? You know, that has been the uh, the albatross, if you will, uh, for the Giants the last few years has been their defense. And just when you think they're starting to come around, they'll wind up giving up a you know 350-yard, uh, five-touchdown passing game. <laughs> and and take, you know, it's, it's the old Springsteen song, uh, one step up and two steps back. But I think the Giants should definitely... Uh, not only contend for a playoff spot, but I, I, they should, in my mind, be in contention uh, for a division title because the, the NFC East, it, it, it always you know cannibalizes itself. And I think the NFC East is a, a division where, you know, nine or ten wins uh, might get it done. Let's move over to the NBA a little bit here. Uh, I don't follow the sport really at all anymore. Uh, the Knicks in the offseason, though, do you like here what they've done? I like that they brought back Julius Randle this morning. That's tremendous. Uh, he could have very well bet on himself and gone the free agent route after next season, but he's sticking around on a four-year deal. I think I saw the numbers, $117 million. Um, they haven't done much else. You know, up until yesterday when they apparently uh, reached a deal with Kemba Walker for a sign-and-trade with the Thunder, I, I, you know, Kemba Walker has been lighting up Madison Square Garden going back to his high school days, right? And then with UConn, uh, yep. you remember, yep. uh, the Big East Tournament, oh, uh, you know, buzzer beaters, 
And he's done that, you know, in his pro days, too, against the Knicks throughout uh, the course of his career. So I think, you know, if he can shake off the knee injuries that he's been dealing with the last few years, um, you know, he will definitely be um, welcomed with open arms coming back home, if you will. Uh, I, I think that's a great pickup. Uh, you know, the rest of what they did, uh, you know, keeping most of the guys that they had uh, to help them get the fourth seed this past season. In a year, by the way, not very many people expected them to get the fourth seed. But, uh, you know, Tom Thibodeau, who certainly deserved, uh, you know, a lot of consideration for coach of the year, which he got, uh, consideration that is. And uh, I, I think that the Knicks uh, should be able to make a little bit more of an impact in the playoffs next year. I, I guess that's the next step, right? If, if you were aiming for a playoff spot and you made the playoffs at a home court advantage in the first round, then the next step is to advance in the postseason. So will they? It depends how healthy everybody is and, and how much progress everybody makes and how things shake out with the rest of the league, of course. As for the Nets, um, you know, there wasn't really a heck of a lot for them to do given that, you know, they went as far as they did, even though, let's keep in mind, the big three never really were able to play together because uh, at one time or another, KD, Kyrie, and Harden were all hurt. And so if they can stay healthy, and that is the big if, if they can stay healthy, and given uh, some of the uh, additions that they have made, I think losing Spencer Dinwiddie might hurt in the long run because if he had been around, and remember he missed a large chunk of the season with that knee injury, if he had been around uh, for the postseason, I think even given, Mike, that you saw Harden suffer the hamstring injury and, and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, you know, gave it all they could in that playoff run. I, I think if Dinwiddie was around, then maybe they would have been able to do what the Bucks did, I think. But obviously we'll never know. So the Nets should not only, you know, compete for a division title again, uh, they should be uh, certainly in the running for a spot, uh, you know, deep into the playoffs, at least Eastern Conference Finals, if not uh, even further next year. All right, in closing, just a couple of quick minutes here on the hockey scene in New York. I mean, this is a wild time. The Rangers make the moves, bring in Chris Drury, out goes John Davidson. Uh, they've got a young, great roster. I love the Ranger roster, I really do. Are they in the Jack Eichel sweepstakes? The Islanders are opening up a new building. The Devils are trying to get back a little bit from what they had a couple of years ago. Mark, I, I tell you, I, I think the hockey scene is really, really, uh, it's a magnetic thing for me. I'm, I can't wait for hockey to start in general. I love the sport. But I'm really focused in on those three teams down there in your area. Yeah, I'm excited, uh, certainly for the new arena opening up at Belmont Park. Uh, the Islanders are going to start with, I think, a 12 or a 13-game road yeah, trip. Yeah, yeah to start the season, but that also means they'll be backloaded with home games toward the end of the year when, when, when the games even mean more. But, uh, yeah, the building will open in November. Uh, it's going to be exciting. It looks like a palace. It's going to be gorgeous. I can't wait to get there. Um, you know what? I mean, listen, we, we talk about this all the time. It comes down to goaltending. And, you know, the Devils had strong goaltending. Obviously, Marty Brodeur, you know, among the elite of the elite, Mount Rushmore, of uh, NHL goaltenders all time and help them win three Stanley Cups. Um, you know, it, it, it's almost like, and I know this is sacrilegious, especially to you, but replacing Marty Brodeur is almost like replacing Mariano Rivera. 
Yeah, or right? for me as a Sabre guy, Dominic Hasek. You know? Yeah, or Dominic yep. Hasek. Yep. Yeah, yep. definitely along those same lines. Yep. But, I, you know, in, in New York terms, oh, for sure. and I think what oh, New York yeah. City fans can relate to, yep. Brodeur was the Devils. Ariana Rivera, Correct. and you don't see them come along. Let's you know, uh, watch what the Yankees are doing, even with Aroldis Chapman, oh, and anybody who tries to fill in for Aroldis Chapman, or what the Mets have had to do with the you know Familia and Diaz and whoever's uh, you know in between. Uh, you don't have closer like that, and you don't have a goalie like Marty Brodeur who can backstop you to championships. So, will the Devils find that guy? I don't know. The Islanders seem to think they have that guy in Varlamov and uh, and the, the Russian kid that came along toward the end of the season. The Rangers have a couple of Russian kids. Shesterkin uh, was supposed to be their go-to guy last year. Um, had a little bit of a, an issue, uh, some hiccups along the way. But you know what? Young goalies have hiccups along the way. Mm-hmm. So I, I think they'll be okay. And I think, again, we're sitting here on the 5th of August at 10 o'clock in the morning. I think if I were to look into my cloudy crystal ball pending, uh, all three teams should contend for playoff spots in the Eastern Conference. 10-10 wins, sports director, insider, New York sports scene, Mark Erne on Twitter, at Mark Erne. Mark, thank you so much, buddy. It's been a treat, my friend. Stay well. Talk to you hopefully sooner than the, the last couple of times, huh? The ML Sports Platter brought to you by Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State. Tax-efficient retirement planning. Go with Brian today. Advisors.massmutual.com. That's advisors.massmutual.com. Get your financial future set with Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State. Tip of the cap, thank you as well to Stanley Law Offices, CNY Electrical, Welch and Company Jewelers, and our good buddies over at Rosie's Corner, in and around Central New York, in front of the Brewerton Bridge. I'm telling you, they've got pizza wing combinations, stuffed shells, burgers, you name it, hot and cold subs, chicken salads, and desserts to go, as well as Pepsi products. And don't forget to stop by on Thursdays and Fridays for their mac and cheese and fish Friday, which comes with your mac and cheese or your coleslaw and fries. You can get the entree version or the lunch version as well. Rosie's Corner in Brewerton, if you're in and around Central New York, pick up those gift cards For any occasion as well, Rosie's Corner is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Let's chit-chat a little about the horse racing scene. Saratoga, obviously, full into the season here as we approach mid-August. We approach the Travers, we approach the Alabama, we approach the Whitney. All sorts of amazing things going on. Of course, Essential Quality won the Jim Dandy. He's a sports turf writer and a New York-based correspondent for Blood Horse. You can get him on Twitter, at Bob E. Halt, one of my favorites to have on. Bobby, how are you, buddy? I'm doing fine, Mike. Always great to talk with you. Yeah, no doubt, man. Love having you on. Uh, what, what's jumped out to you so far uh, in Saratoga? And obviously, that was a wonderful, essential quality win there in the Jim Dandy uh, over the weekend. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just great to have the, the vibrancy of the racetrack back with the fans, the great racing, the best horses. Uh, the excitement and cheering, and, you know, there's been some really, really good racing, and, and certainly looking ahead to the Whitney and, and the other races later in the car in the year, the Travers and such, uh, I, I think it's really going to be a fabulous meet. Uh, that, that really, I think everybody in the industry and fans really, really wanted to see because of uh, after having such a really tough year last year because of the uh, pandemic. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um who who do you see running in the in the Travers? I mean, most of the 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 top three year olds here, right? The Triple Crown uh, horses and, and and most others, right? It should be a loaded field. 
It should be pretty strong. I mean, uh, I'm not sure if I would say it's loaded. I think the essential quality, I, I think, is going to have some of the other horses go in other directions. Like, okay. Hot Rod Charlie is not going to come. Yeah. Um, I, I, Mandaloon, who was the horse who was kind of, who was uh, put up on the victory when Hot Rod Charlie was disqualified in the Haskell, he's 50-50, but I'm tending to think he's not going to come because he's trained by the same trainer who trains essential quality for Greg Pop. Uh, but I think you're going to see a, a very a good field fit, fit with uh, the horses who we saw in the Jim Dandy and the Curling. Uh, I think you're going to get. Um, I, I think one of the. I think you're going to get uh, the winner, uh, Dynamic One from the Curling. Uh, I think you're going to get Keep Me in Mind, who is second to Essential Quality in the uh, uh, Jim Dandy. Uh, so I, I think you have Miles D, who is a, looks like a good, young, promising horse from uh, Chad Brown. Uh, and, and so I think you're going to have a kind of a smallish, maybe only about seven horses uh, go. But I, I think it's going to be a pretty nice showdown. Joel Rosario. I mean, I, you know, I know the Ortiz brothers get a lot of uh, a lot of the, the headlines, and rightfully so. They're unbelievable. Uh, Johnny V, the all-time winner in Saratoga, but goodness, Joel Rosario right now, he looks good, he looks back, he looks healthy, and I think I saw, what was it, Bobby, just recently one day, three straight race wins. What what have you seen out of Rosario? What's changed here? With I know he was good before, but he really he's really kind of taken that next stop in jockey world, is he not? Uh, yeah, he has. I mean, uh, I mean, I think if you go back to, I believe it was 2013, uh, when he was really kind of one of the top guys in the sport, when uh, I believe he had Orb running, a uh, riding Orb, and won the Kentucky Derby. Yep. Uh, now uh, he kind of he had some little, you know, he, he kind of slumped a little bit. Um, he's now with uh, jockey jockey agents of the stars, Ronnie Anderson, who does a good job of booking mounts for him, and, and he's riding great. I mean, you know, he's always had that talent, and, and a lot of times it's when you get. You, as a jockey, when you get hot, the trainers take note and they start giving you their big horses. Yep. And, and that's seemingly what happens. And then when you ride them well, like he does, uh, he makes the right decisions, right moves with the horses. Um, you're gonna you're gonna keep getting more good horses, and, and success breeds success. And I think that's what's showing up uh, of late with uh, Joel that he, he's he's riding great and uh, certainly. He's in the right circuit, in the right hands with an agent, and uh, with the right trainers, and everything's going well for him. Yeah, no doubt. It's such a good point. Um, with the rest of the season, you know, we've got obviously in play the three-year-old of the year. Who, who do you think that is right now? Who do you think it'll be at, you know, when we're at the end? Well, I think right now you have to say that essential quality is the leader. Uh, he's only had the one loss in the Kentucky Derby in his career. Uh, he still has to win, you know, he, he still has to win some races. He has to, uh, uh, I think he's got to win the Travers. Winning the Travers might just about uh, clinch it for him. Uh, the interesting situation is going to be, uh, say, his uh, stablemate with Brad Cox, with different ownership, uh, in Mandaloon. Mandaloon, if he doesn't run in the Travers, will probably go to the Pennsylvania Derby. And if he wins that... It creates an interesting situation because who knows? By year's end, uh, maybe Mandaloon is the player of the winner of the Kentucky Derby if they do disqualify um, 
uh, Medina Spirit, and he won the Haskell by disqualification. Uh, it, it could be interesting to see where uh, how that kind of voting goes. But I'd say right now, uh, you've got essential quality as the horse. Uh, everybody's going to have to beat to win a championship. By the way, Bob, I pulled up some Rosario wins, and you know, you go back. I mean, he he's got two Belmonts on his resume too. I mean, Tonalist in 2014, Sir Winston in 2019. That was just a couple of years ago. He's got some solid international wins. He's he's really he's building it up here, and he's 36 years old. You think of a guy like Mike Smith, who's just under 20 years uh, older than than Rosario. Rosario's on his way. He he's on his way to a you know a possible resume like these uh, these guys now that are up in their upper 40s, low 50s here. Yeah, I mean, I think you're seeing. I mean, hey, Father Time catches up with some of the guys. Johnny B and uh, Javier Castellano getting a little older. Yep. Uh, and hey, you have certainly you have the Ortiz brothers, uh, who are probably the best right now. Uh, you have Joel, who's really riding fabulously. You know, you got some young guys like Manny Franco, uh, who, who's starting to pick up uh, more mounts after winning the uh, uh, the Belmont and the Travers last year with his the law. So, uh, yeah, you're kind of seeing uh, not changing of the guard because it's been happening. But just as I say, I think sometimes that little balance of, of time as these other guys get a little older and get a little bit more particular about who they want to ride. Okay, so 10 inducted, right, at the Combined Hall of Fame ceremonies. Can you, can you dive into that? I know uh, you guys d- did a piece on that. Yeah, it's really a, it, it, it's really a star-studded uh, a uh, Hall of Fame because of the two classes and the people that kind of came in and the, and the horses who came in together at the same time right. uh, because of the uh, pandemic. I mean, technically, some of them, yes, they were they were voted into the Hall of Fame last year. But, you know, you have a class, you have American Pharaoh and Wise Dan, who were, <laughs> were two of the most uh, yeah. uh, popular horses uh, in the last decade. Uh, you've got Todd Fletcher, who is certainly one of the best ever trainers the sport uh, has produced. Yeah, Mark Cassie has done a really, really great job uh, with his forces. And, and, you know, you add some other people, uh, some of the pillars of the turf from the previous year, uh, George Widener, uh, Alice Chandler, uh, just a, a real uh, spectacular uh, group of people. And, and it should be, I, I say, it should be a very lively and uh, really uh, kind of historic uh, ceremony. Yeah, it's wild because they're doing, you know, the combos this year, 2020, 2021, making up for things, dual inductions, different weekends, you know. So, uh, Cooperstown yep. put the Jeter induction back in, obviously, on September 8th, and, um, you know, it's right after Labor Day. It's right when schools open up and this and that. Smaller crowds, probably smaller media. I'm going. I got credentialed. But, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you kind of look at it now. We're trying to get on the other side of this, and, it's like, you know what, if this is how we have to do it, let, let's do it, right? Like, let's get back to it. Don't take things for granted. Go cover these events. Soak it in. These are special times, you know? Exactly. And I think that's kind of the thing. I mean, I just talked with Mark Gassi about, you know, the Hall of Fame. And, uh, you know, he was saying he rather have waited a year and had all of his family, all of his friends there with him than last year if they tried to do it virtual. Yeah, I mean, it's just not the same thing. There's some things, yeah, you could do virtual or some things you had to do virtual. But I, I think they made a very good, a smart and wise decision by uh, holding it off a year. Uh, it's going to be a little, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a, a, a quick-paced event because there's so many people and they only have a certain time frame to try to do it. Uh, so some of the, some of the, 
entrance speeches might be a little shorter, uh, or introduction, introductory speeches will be shorter. But uh, I think still, just the uh, the memories that are going to be brought back by some of those people, uh, really going to be fabulous. No doubt, he's a sports turf writer, New York based correspondent for Blood Horse, founder, of course, of the New York Hot List handicapping service. Get his work at bloodhorse.com, bloodhorse.com, and at Bob E. Halt on Twitter. Bob, this was amazing as always. I will run into you, I'm sure, Travers Weekend. Thank you, and uh, hey, keep up the amazing work, man. I'm really enjoying it. Thanks, Mike. I really appreciate it. Same with you. Enjoy your stuff, and uh, keep, keep plugging away at it. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by our great friends at the Al and Angus Pub, home of the best darn Angus Burger in town. If you're in and around Central New York, grab those gift cards for any occasion. They have everything on the menu you could possibly want. What a great ambiance there as well. I love the vibes there. Uh, their Burger of the Week Tell you what, man, it happens every single week, a new one. And don't forget about the unbelievable hot and smoky candied burger, um, which is the the current burger of the week as I record this. Uh, It's an eight-ounce burger. Top it off with a homemade candied bacon, the pepper jack cheese, house-made seasoned onion straws, and a house-made chipotle mayo sauce. You can get it served up in a premium grilled burger bun, and it's served with your choice of a side. I recommend the house-made chips. Uh, they've got wraps, they've got other entrees, they have homemade French onion soup. Get on over to the Allen Angus Pub, Harrison Street in Syracuse, family-owned and operated. The Beach family does an amazing job. AllenAnguspub.com, that's AllenAnguspub.com. Tip of the cap, thank you as well to Brewerton Ace Hardware, Syracuse Fitness Store, Camillus Golf Club, and your State Farm agent, Matt Graham. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there, and Matt Graham is there for you. Home, auto, life, Bank, health, and business. Get a free rate quote today throughout New York State at SyracuseInsuranceAgent.com. Huge thanks to Mark Ernay and Bobby Hall, two of my favorite people. Had him on for years and years and years, breaking down the New York sports scene and horse racing. I'm Mike Lindsley. This is the ML Sports Platter. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review where podcasts are found. Hit me on Twitter as well, at Mike L Sports. And as I always tell you, enjoy the games. Cloud is powering tomorrow's transformative missions. Federal agencies are partnering with SAIC to help them meet these critical moments. Where bold moves require confident blueprints. Where you can accelerate transformation through consistency. Where you can innovate forward and never look back. SAIC quickly and securely migrates large-scale workloads to the cloud with the confidence you need to assure your mission. Learn more at SAIC.com cloud. Your next career move could be your best. Verizon Retail is where people learn, grow, and succeed. We offer the potential to earn up to $50,000 annually and amazing benefits that start on day one. Get perks including half-off your wireless phone plan, 
up to $8,000 per year in tuition assistance, and a 401k match to help you reach your goals. Pursue your ambitions today. Learn more and apply at verizon.com forward slash retail careers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.